Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. Sold out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. A uh, couple of birthdays today. We have the great killer Kowalski, 1926. Anthony's favorite, Duke, Duke the Dunkster, Drosy. The Dunkster? And That's everyone's a Don Callis, 1963. All right. Apparently, I have Duke the Dunkster. <laughs> Place for the NBA. Place for the Knicks. I like it. Somebody's got to like him. <laughs> and with our other co-host, Blackbeard himself, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, he's back. So jump. Let's jump right into it. What did you guys think <laughs> of the return of the fiends? Bray Wyatt. Yes, the fiend. Bray Wyatt. We don't, we don't know if it's the fiend. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, go ahead, that's Anthony. Right. You spoke up now. Different mask. Different mask. <laughs> um. So being there live in person, that was definitely an experience, especially because as Riddle and Cormier were walking down the aisle, there was like a crowd that started tailing in for the doors. And I'm looking around and I'm turning to my buddies and I'm like, where the hell are they going? It's not over yet. I guarantee it. So then when the lights went out, just to hear the place go ballistic, it was definitely something to do be there in person. Um, that pig, we were sitting about 10 rows behind that pig. He was standing talk there about for her long like ass time. Be nice. Uh, I'm talking to myself now. Uh, but yeah, that pig, the light on the pig was on him for a long time. So when I watched it when I got back home, I was like, oh, it was really 10 seconds. But there it felt like forever. But it, it, definitely a really cool moment. Um, I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, Storyline-wise, let's see what they're going to do with him because so many times they backed themselves in the corner with the character before but now that he has creative control hopefully of his character it seems like everybody has the say in their characters now hopefully we won't run into the same mistakes they ran into in the first go around okay. yeah i, I have to uh i have to agree i mean i'm I, i'm excited um because i think his character potential I'm just wondering how they're going to fuck it up They've never done that character right. Um, they, you know, they always get they get an interesting idea and then they drive it to the ground. So I'm really curious to see where they're going to take this. So I'm optimistic, cautious, optimistic. I, I like the, I like the way they did it. I was waiting for a little more on Raw the next night, but I, I did enjoy the the panning of the crowd and seeing the different. Was it Wyatt Six? Is what they're calling them for the moment. Um, I do want to see where they go with it because if they're going to throw him right into the the title picture, you've got a kind of backlog. You've got McIntyre there. You've got Cross. So I I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I I'm interested. I know they're talking about possibly Bloodline and Wyatt Six at Survivor Series. So let's see where it goes. I mean, you think they go that fast with that? I don't know. I mean, Survivor Series that's one is of the soon, things, right? I mean, that's one of the things I heard. Yeah. I don't know. 
that that seems a little bit soon but fast, you know, right? i don't know yeah. yeah i agree i would slow burn it yeah i mean uh, that's right what's survivor series like a month from now yeah. uh the saturday of thanksgiving weekend and they haven't bray wyatt hasn't even shown up on tv yet so right. you know that'd I, be, they'd have to fast track that i think hopefully they keep him as a special attraction you know um, not along the lines of a Brock Lesnar or Goldberg. Fuck no. We all know how we most of us feel about that, at least the hardcore. Sure. Uh, more of like an MJF where he could appear on TV every week, but he doesn't have to wrestle that often. Sure. Like he's yeah. special that way. Yep. Nice. So speaking of sure. the Wyatt Six, who would you guys have as his six? Well, I mean, there's rumors, right, that they're going to re-sign, um, what's his name, Eric, Eric Redbeard, is that what they're calling him, Eric yeah. Rowan, right? I, there's a rumor that he'll be back. I mean, they have Strowman back. I don't know if that's they're going to insert him into that. And then there's another rumor that Bo Dallas is returning. I did hear that. And you, everybody's always wondered if he's going to be part of the, you know, he why he was never part of the Wyatt family. And I thought... I had a thought I wanted to run past you guys. I mean, Bro Dallas is a name no one's heard in years. I'm wondering if Bray Wyatt, as a as a condition of his return, brings his brother with him. I could see that. Because otherwise, as a Bo Dallas alone, are you, are you looking for him? I mean, he hasn't wrestled in years. And he was never a big attraction when he wrestled. So uh, my theory is that's why... He's coming back because Bray Wyatt brought him along. Like you're signing, you're signing me. You're signing him too. Right. I can see that. So that that's my theory. That would be far. I, if there would be six, I have no idea who the other ones would be. I don't, it could be. I mean, I'm wondering if they're going to work any women into this. Uh, I have no idea. That that's that's a maybe a, a future show topic. We can come up with people we think would fit into the Wyatt family. That could be or the Wyatt six. I know that uh, Alexa Bliss tweeted out right after he got back. Uh, good to see you, old friend. Something, something along those lines. And that would be five, then, right? So we'd be looking for one more. So, any thoughts on my theory? Uh, I like your theory. Um, I could see Dexter Loomis getting thrown in there, but I—that's another character. I don't know where they're going with it. The whole thing with the Miz is kind of running stale at the moment. Like I know it's a surprise every week where he's going to show up, but I don't know. What do okay. you think it's like it, I mean, the names thrown out make sense. Um, I think we're still one short. I could see. Down the road, not now. I think Rhea Ripley would be a fit. She's got that darkness to her character, but I wouldn't do that yet. Actually, you know what I think would be really freaking cool? Finn Balor. But you have Finn Balor, the Bullet Club version, the version we're getting in Judgment Day on Raw and SmackDown. All of a sudden, he appears as a demon, and it's like a personality conflict. Like The guys in Judgment Day go, what the hell? We just saw you on SmackDown. And Finn's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> That's not an idea. Talking? I kind of like that. I almost, I, I like that. That that could work. All right, you're you're hired as my uh my co-booker. 
Go book it. How much do you want? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll split my salary with you. How's that? <laughs> well, split. Wow. I don't even have to negotiate. There you go. Thank you, sir. I'm feeling kind of generous tonight. <laughs> Fre Freddie, since uh, triple hiring all these announcers back, you could be the backstage interviewer, or we'll or we'll put you at the table. It's cool. He's there a six go. Wyatt member. He just doesn't want to tell us yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we didn't okay. see a bear. We didn't see a bear in the arena that night. We had the bear. We had the pig. We had a we had a rabbit. <laughs> you had the buzzard. The buzzard was there too. Yep. So how was it live? I think I just figured it all out. Yeah. How was the show live? Oh yeah, we should talk about extreme rules, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it, I got. I I hesitated going to the show. Um, I really didn't plan on going to the show, and I got talked into it. Um, I'm glad I went. I thought it was. I thought it was extreme for extreme rules pay per view. I think this was probably one of their better ones, if not the best one they've run yet. All the matches were built up nicely. You know, you didn't feel like they threw a match together and threw an extreme rules stipulation on it just for the sake of, oh, it's extreme rules. You know, they at least try to have the storylines built up in a way that it somewhat made sense. I think the only one I questioned was that I quit match, which actually turned out to be a banger. That turned out to be a pretty good match. And they actually brawled, when they were rolling up the steps, they actually went by a row, uh, around the side of the row from where they came up. But that um, and the pig from, from the wide six were, were all stationed near us. The crowd was really into it. I know on TV it came across that they were quiet, but for the most part, the crowd was was enjoying the show. I didn't hear anyone complaining, um, except the two two millennial assholes sitting in front of me that got angry because I politely said, "Please sit down" during the opening because everybody was sitting down and they were standing right up. And apparently, the kid started mouthing off to his buddy about, "Oh, this fucking guy." I was like, "Okay, loser." <laughs> but then the tell me this: Would you go pay? So my seats roughly were about. A, 200 bucks would you pay 200 bucks to sit there and broadcast the fucking show with your phone for two hours or three hours because that's what these no. fucking numb nuts did i wouldn't pay I 200 bucks for extreme well that's why i didn't invite you i'm i just wouldn't i would it would i would that would be a wrestlemania or royal rumble price for me you're never going to get to either one of those shows now at that price, at that price i'm just saying yeah no not anymore so your overall best match, worst match. Well, you're putting this on me first. Well, you're, you you uh, were talking. You were there. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> you were there. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't really thought about it to be honest with you. So come back to me. All right, uh, Freddie, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, you go ahead. Because I can go. All right. Uh, I thought it was a decent card. Um. Nothing really memorable to me. I'm, uh, let's give the, the boy here a little credit who called the Beth Phoenix appearance right here. This guy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I did call that. Uh, match of the night was easily the, the Brawling Brutes against Imperium. I mean, they are just having fun with this thing. I mean, they are just beating the shit out of the each shit. other. All of them. <laughs> and who can't? who doesn't love that? I mean, give me more Seamus and give me give me more. Uh, what's his name? I want to call him his old name. Uh, Walter. Uh, Gunther. Oh, oh, uh, Walter Gunther. Yeah, I want more Seamus, more Gunther, all night, every night. Uh, worst match was easily Rousey, Liv Morgan. Yes. Um, they didn't they didn't jive at all. 
some of those spots didn't work at all, and nobody in the in the arena thought, for our own Reverend, that Ronda Rousey was going to lose. So I mean, to me, it was from the start. Uh, I Liv Morgan didn't didn't do it for me even when she won. I never really believed in her as champion, and and it was just a matter of time for she's going to lose. And then that match just was a dud all the way, in my opinion. They just did not jive. There were some mistakes. There were some missed spots. Um, but it was a solid card. It was good. What's that? Yeah, the chair shots and the bad shots on TV did not did not look good at all. Yeah, I don't know what it looked like live, but it looked like shit on TV. Yeah. I mean, it just did not register. <laughs> I loved. I so. saw a meme. It was uh, the Hogan chair shot on Conan from years ago, where he just like put the chair in front of his face, didn't really hit him with it. <laughs> They're like the the Rousey Liv Morgan match right now, and it was <laughs> yeah it was yeah, I was just at that whole match I was just doing this like I, I know what match I'd be getting my popcorn at <laughs> right. so that was worst match for me just uh, the way they you know the bats and the chairs the chair falling out of the the turnbuckle. And then sending her through it like that was <laughs> I was still I, so I bad. I forgot that part when she when she tried to put the chair in the turnbuckle and it fell. I was like, oh man. <laughs> and then they still did the spot anyways. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, Rhonda practically had to throw herself out of the ring to get that one work. Right. Um, oh, and then I forgot I that. liked I liked the brutes match, but I'll go with the uh the strap match. I did enjoy that. Just the straight brutality between them. I didn't like the end as much with the pepper spray, but I like how you can keep it going after that. Uh, not not because he's our reigning defending champion. I got to agree with Rob. I had the six-man probably as my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. The I Quit match I put just behind it, which surprised me because that one I wasn't too sold on. Yeah, uh, worst match. I, I'll agree. R- Rousey Morgan, and it felt like they were trying too hard. And I feel like there's more a Morgan thing. I don't think Rousey with her judo really needs to try as hard with Liv. But yeah, that chair, that chair sequence was terrible. And then I, I guess they threw her into the post to make up for it. Um, and that was worst match, not by much more than the strap match in my mind. I like the strap match. Don't get me wrong. I, I thought the whole card was pretty pretty good overall. Uh, the strap match, that, that's a hard one. That's a hard one to pull off, especially when it wasn't that four-corner touching. It was like for a finish. It was um, just a straight finish. And, yeah. and the funny thing was, and it wasn't just me. There was a few people in my section uh, that ran into the same thing. Um, I was staring at Scarlet for brawling ringside through the crowd, and my buddy next to me all of a sudden goes, oh, shit, they're fighting right down there. I was staring at Scarlet. I didn't realize that they were in the crowd. I can't um, do that. Which, yeah, I think, well, yeah, if you, if for those of you, I know you guys uh, are friends with me on Facebook, you probably saw, uh, at least originally, the most shots I had was of Scarlet in different positions throughout the show. <laughs> Not surprised. Um, I don't know how you got that picture in the locker room. That's the one I want to know about. <laughs> um, the the latter match, I was semi 
And underneath the stall, that one was really that was really disturbing. That one. That was a little weird. Okay. What is this? Weird. The fucking episode of Boys now? Oh man. I think it was the boys, right? All right. Was that the show? I, I think we have our story. I think we have to tell Jason you got arrested at Extreme Rules. Yeah. We That's going to be hard to prove when I've been messaging him while he's been on vacation. But anyway, um, the oh, ladder match wrong, ending. Yeah, I did. The, well, you were supposed to come up with a prank. The I just did. Match, you ruined it. Go ahead. The ladder match. I felt like Bianca Belair has become like the new Super Cena. I mean, yeah. she got to through old control and i'm like all right here's the part where Asuka and alexa are going to come running out to help her nothing and i was like wow they're really going to go there it wasn't terrible it wasn't terrible it was still a good fun match i just i really wanted bailey to win and i could have accepted bianca winning but when she ran through all three members of damage control and got no help that that i thought was kind of shitty yeah yeah i mean i agree 100 i thought bailey should have won and now that they're having a run through all three of them, I don't really like it, we're running into this the same scenario we're running to an AEW. We've got somebody who who doesn't lose. Yeah. Who's supposed to beat her now? And and explain to me why Bailey had to lose on Monday night too. Like what's what's the story with that? Where are they going with that? I got a feeling that that was her idea. I just got this feeling that she's For got creative control. At what end? To try to help Candice LeRae. To try to put her over. Could have, there are 100 other women on that roster they could have picked. I, yeah. I'm not denying that, but a win over Bailey, a former women's champion, I think that helps Candace. Maybe I think it's going to help Candace more is if you explain the poison pixie and give her some character development. Because that's that's a one knock, one of the knocks I got right now with creative. They brought Candace LeRae in and they haven't done shit with her, like yeah. to explain who she is or anything. But, the last thing I'll say is Ronda Rousey is only as good as her opponent. And when you put her in the, the ring with someone weak like Liv Morgan, this is what you get. So I don't blame Rhonda necessarily. She needs to be in with the right people. And when they were trying to sell her as extreme, like the week before on Raw, I was laughing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh wow, you're tough. <laughs> like I don't understand this at all. I mean, where are we going with this? You're gonna lose anyway. I mean, come on. I think she's prime okay. for a feud with Shayna Baszler. I think everybody keeps saying that, but for some reason they don't pull the trigger with Shayna. I don't know why. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that would be an interesting feud, but they don't want to pull the trigger. Yeah. All right. So we have. All right. So go ahead, ahead, Freddie. Now I was going to say, we've got some other returns um, on raw or in the WWE. And I wanted to bring each one of them up and see if you had some thoughts. Um, first of all, the Good Brothers made their return this week. So, anybody have any excitement over the Good Brothers returning? No, not me. And and I like them. Don't get me wrong, I like them. I just i I think we we brought back too many of Triple H's buddies, and he's he's wants to set the roster and what he would have had it at at this point. But um, yeah, I don't. I. I don't think it was necessary. Freddie, what do you Freddie, think? Good brothers? I know, well, Freddie, I think you mentioned last week, or no, earlier this week in our text, you mentioned uh, tag team, so we could get into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's good for the tag division. I just don't see, like, I know you brought him back with AJ. I know it's the OC and all that stuff. But if you're not f- furthering the Judgment Day, 
in this whole thing, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, I mean, what are they doing, right? They're just beating up Edge and and Rey Mysterio every week. They're not challenging for any titles or anything. And then they're losing on big pay per views. Like, it just doesn't make sense. You know what? You've got Damian Priest. You've got Priest, Mm who's a good wrestler. He he can go. He's got a good character. And right now, I feel like you're wasting him. You know, I wanted to bring something up to you guys. I was thinking about it. I mean, when before the scandal, it was all about cost-cutting measures, right? Letting people go, letting people go, yeah. letting people go. Now that Triple H is back, it seems like the wallet it's open. Yeah. I, I don't understand what the difference is. Why were we cost-cutting before, and now we're spending like we, we've got an unlimited budget? And anybody have any thoughts on what what do you think has changed? Do you think Vince was in my, having money trouble and and or is anticipating having these issues, and started cutting sal- money to make more money, or do you think Triple H just that's just the way? If if Vince didn't have a use for you, you were gone. And Triple H sees things differently. So I would Anthony, go ahead. I know you want to say something. Triple H doesn't have to worry about paying off anybody to keep their mouth shut that's why not yet <laughs> he's not 14 mil in the hole yeah seriously i mean don't you think it's weird that that we're getting a lot of these people back and i mean they're not coming in cheap i mean bray wyatt i'm sure is making a, a million dollars at least easy yep right and Strowman, for whatever reason they are in love with him but i didn't really see a bidding war going on for him yeah right and then we're talking about Mia Yim and Jonah and Matt Taven. Do you see any big names in that list? So, I mean, like well, I'm Jonah. not really following. I thought Jonah was main event, all was not main event, but main roster all the way. Yep. And then they let him go, and I could not figure that one out for the life of me. Well, he was about, I think they he had dropped the North American title like mere weeks after winning it. So he went from, Oh yeah, they're expecting him to get called up to all of a sudden he was released. I, I wonder if they over-released originally. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's where, you know, Vince was trying to cut the budget to increase the stocks, but here's the fact of the matter. Vince left all this information was coming out about the NDAs and what have you. And the one it's gone up. Wait, I don't yeah. think anybody saw that happening. All that shit coming out. Most companies, doesn't matter who it is. Stuff like that comes out about a major figurehead in a company. Stock stocks going down. Yeah. But maybe that goes to show you how sour people had gotten on Vince that the fact that he was leaving would actually restored faith in the company. I mean, my only issue is we've got Nick, you've got Nick Aldis, Tyler Breeze, Matt Cardona. They don't move the needle for me at all. None of them. No. They're all. So I mean, are they roster guys. fillers? Yeah, I mean, roster fillers. I mean, what are they, What do you? What is? I mean, I don't have a problem with Tyler Breeze, but honestly, what does he bring to the table? He's a cruiserweight. Yeah. And you know, Matt Cardona. I mean, uh, that title back. right. I mean, we had Matt Cardona. We already had him. Right. Zack Ryder, and we let him go. Nick Aldis is an N- former NWA champion, which is a regional title, if anything. Right. What What are these people bringing to the table? What are we? Are we just filling out the roster? Are we put some going to put together some tag teams to maybe fortify the tag team division. Are we getting ready to split the rosters again? So we need to fill it up. That's possible. You know, that's the only thing I can come up with is that is they're getting ready to split the titles at some point. 
And once you you have people staying on their own shows, because right now everybody's on everybody's show, right? Nobody's really assigned to a show. Robin Rain shows up where he wants. The Uso show up where they want. Um, this week we had um, Sami Zayn on Raw, who's not a Raw wrestler. Right. So I think maybe they're getting ready to split split up again. And once they split them all up, they're going to need more people. So they're they're bringing back people they're familiar with. I mean, I understand bringing back people you know, right? Like, you know Jonah. You know, he's a good guy. You know, he can get things done. Right. He's worked with you before, so he knows the system. So you have no problem with him. Mm -hmm. uh, me and him, good brothers, all people we've had before. So it's like bringing them back is like bringing people in. So I don't know. I just thought it was when they there all these rumors floating around. And again, it's I'm not saying it's turning into AEW because AEW brings in the top guys and runs them right to the top, right? But they are bringing in these a lot of people in very quickly, <clears throat> and not not really establishing where they belong, right? Like like Johnny Gargano and and Candice LeRae are all coming back, and you're like, well, where do they fit into this stuff here? And like Anthony said, they're really not giving them the. They're assuming you know who these people are. Where I would say people who watch Johnny Gargano NXT may not know who he is on the main roster. Because I know I followed NXT, but there was a, a definite line there for a while. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I think it, I find it fascinating. And I'm going to call it here. I think they're going to split the rosters again. I, I mean, I technically the rosters are split. Right, but I mean, I think you're going to split the titles. Yeah, well. shows. Well, I think that was always the intention because they never actually unified those belts with one set of belts. It was still, they were carrying around both. Yeah, they still are. Yeah. I, I mean, going through this list of rumored, uh, Mia Yim, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I would not bring her in. And that's nothing against her. I just, I think she'd get lost in the shuffle. I mean, she's a, she's yeah. a, again, a mid Carter. She would be, you know, people who you beat on the way up to, to something else. Um, I'm, I'm going to even go as far as to say that this is going to sound terrible. They got the quota card already. You got Zia Lee, who they're not doing anything with. You got Asuka. You, you know, the we got EO Sky. I, I, me, I'm, I like her. No, I don't. I think she'd get lost in the shuffle. Jonah would be interesting because he never really got that shot on the main roster. So let's see how you build him up. Um, I've always been a Matt Taven fan. I mean, he was cool to my nephew going back to when he was a little guy. So I wouldn't mind seeing him get a shot. And I, and I think because he's, if I remember correctly, he's from the Massachusetts area where Triple H originally came from. So maybe that's why that rumor is there. I, I don't know much about Vincent and Dutch, so I'm not going to speculate too much there. Um, I don't know who they are. I'll be honest with you. I, I think I know who they are, but I, I think I've seen the indie scene. And to be honest, I feel like, uh, how do I say this nicely? They're, if, I'm going to Google this right now while we're talking or checking Wiki or whatever the hell you want to call it. And let's see, Vincent and Dutch. Yeah, just by the look, I don't know. I feel like, the, I mean, they got a unique look to them, but I almost feel like it's like a Briscoe Brothers 2.0 or something. I don't know. And look, folks, you could shit on me for that because I, I've only seen, I think I've seen them once at the Northeast Wrestling Show. So I'll be honest there. I'd say no, your tag team division is already big enough. And let's be honest, I know, Freddie, you talked about the Good Brothers via text messages. You thought, oh, for the tag team division. Well, the tag team division, the Usos have not defended those belts much. You know? Yeah. So what's the point of having a tag team division when there's no title matches being thrown out? Nick Aldis, I like him. I don't he, I don't think you bring him in. I don't. I, I mean, I 
think this is going to sound terrible because we've had Finn Balor's and AJ Styles and guys like that come in late late in their careers, but I just feel like he he's better off staying put. Yeah, Tyler Breeze, I like him again. I think that that ship has sailed though. The intriguing ones that came up were Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Chelsea Green talked a lot of crap in my mind about the way WWE treated her. So is it because of Triple H that she's willing to come back? And there's been no sign from her saying that she'd want to go back. Like Cardona's been flat out asked, would you go back to WWE? And he said, yes, under the right circumstances, I would. Chelsea Green, I feel like there's a huge question mark there. I, If you're going to bring them in as a unit, I think that would be really interesting. And you bring Matt Cardona in the carnation we've seen now. Not the Zack Ryder goofball shit. Let's see how he is in Matt Cardona. It could also be that Cardona and Chelsea Green show up. The place goes ballistic, and it's like the AEW pop. Hey, new new shiny toy, and weeks later, eh. So I, I, the only one I would say for sure I would give a shot at is Matt Taven and Jonah. Uh, Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona maybe, but I feel like that's a stretch. Nicholas is a really good wrestler. Um, but I'm not really sure he would make a difference in WWE. He's not, um, he's not over. He's not a big guy. He's a really good technical wrestler and he's had really, he's had really good matches with Cody actually over the NWA title when Cody was doing his, like his world tour mm-hmm. before AEW. So, I mean, he's a good wrestler, but I'm not really sure he's got that thing that makes him a superstar. So I don't know. I'm not, this list isn't really knocking me over. So for me, the one from that list, would be Jonah. He would be the only guy that I'd want. I'd want to bring in right now. Um, like we mentioned, the tag division. Um, I don't. I don't think the the Usos had defended as of late because we've seen all those matches already. All the tag teams in WWE right now, the Usos have walked through everybody. So I feel. Yeah, I think the Viking Warriors are kind of. Raiders are set for a title match, right? But they haven't gotten one yet. Right. And now they're reintroducing uh, was it Sarah? Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan, yeah. So she's coming back with them. So there's there's that. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, um, like I said, it, the, the purse strings are open and I guess if you're looking for people, I mean, all the all the interventors in AEW are tied into contracts, so you're not getting them, right? You're not getting a Miro, you're not getting an Andrade, you're not getting any of those guys. So I guess you take you you take who's available until those people are available, I guess. And then I don't you know, think you anybody on the MLW scene are are up either. I don't. I don't really follow. I mean, I was wondering if they were going to start promoting some NXT people. But that seems to happen here, so I don't know. Um, where do you want to go? Um, okay. Well, speaking of speculation, and this is pure speculation because I don't think there's any rumor to this, but there was a photo that leaked of former UFC fighter Nate Diaz with Triple H and Stephanie, and so I'm I'm not throwing any you know, gas on the fire saying, oh, he's coming to WWE. I don't I don't think that's the case. 
And this is more a question for Freddie because Rob probably does has no fucking clue who Nate Diaz is. Nope. Freddie, Nate yes. WWE. Do you think it would work? Yes. Um. It would be ramblings in the level of Ultimate Warrior, I think, yeah. with Nate Diaz. But it would be in a- and like getting in fights with fans. Uh, I don't know. I like Nate Diaz. I just don't think he'd work in the the WWE mold. Kale Sonnen, on the other hand, possibly. Well, he was rumored that he was at the WCW power plant, or he was going to be, like, God, in the late 90s. But I think now he would be a manager. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the DX 25-year reunion? I think I think Shawn Michaels said it that he hopes they're not there for the next one because <laughs> it was a little it was looking a little ridiculous. I mean, um, it's like you know I felt like I felt like my dad was out there doing that kind of stuff, and I was almost embarrassed for for them. Especially like Road Dog was particularly embarrassing. He looked like my grandfather. Be cool. <laughs> And, you know, I, I think what they should have done is they should have come out. They should have played their best clips. They should have said thank you, and they should have left. I mean, at least they didn't have people come out and have DX beat them up yeah, like they used to. Like in the past. I mean, those were the ones I hated the most. You know, I, like, I remember many a wrestler being sacrificed to the altar of, of DX. And, and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was like, I watched it. And I read about it, and I was like, do I even want to watch this? Because, I mean... I don't even care anymore. You know, half the people in this crowd don't even know DX. Right. You know, unless they watched on the network. So I don't know why they're getting all crazy. They don't know who half these people are. And then it felt kind of weird without Billy Gunn. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I was like, mm, whatever. I like the little homage to Billy Gunn. Like, oh, we're missing somebody. He's he's out there doing stuff with offensive equipment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was funny. And then you see Shawn Michaels but in the back it. doing the scissors. Yeah, I'm like Triple H. Don't you have don't you have office work to do? What are you doing here? <laughs> you can't be doing this. <laughs> so <clears throat> we touched on it last week. We brought it up. The tales from the territories. Rob, since you've seen the first two, I've seen the first one. What did you think of that? I could watch these forever. Um, I'm just old enough to remember a lot of this. Like a lot, like the first one was about Memphis and early Memphis, and obviously I'm not that old, <laughs> and I didn't live in Memphis, but I loved hearing those type stories. The Andy Kaufman thing was, I think it was 1981. And I I remember reading about it in the magazines, but did not seeing it. And I was too young to stay up for David Letterman. So I never saw that live. But man, I love this stuff. I think uh, I'm a big, big territories guy. I mean, I still watch Georgia Championship Wrestling uh, on YouTube. And I have a lot of them downloaded. I still love that. Um, the Memphis, I mean, if I'm, there are times when I'm just on YouTube watching old Memphis clips and, 
world class. I love all that stuff. To me, that is the greatest. That's when wrestling was it was kayfabe was alive and well. Right. Right. And you didn't know at that point you weren't sure if it was where what was real and what wasn't. And there were clear lines of good guys and bad guys. You had your Von Erics and you had your Freebirds. And he had the King of Memphis, you know, and all these guys coming in trying to beat Jerry Lawler. And and you had, you know, it was just the greatest, you know, and you never, and, and it was a surprise when showed up, someone showed up on TV. Right. I remember watching one week, watching Paul Orndorff in, at, in Georgia Championship Wrestling. And then, and then the next week he was in the WWE and I had WWF and I had no idea. And I was like, holy shit, it's Paul Orndorff. <laughs> what the hell? You know, I was shocked. There were no internet rumors back then. You didn't know where right. people were going. So, I mean, this is the stuff. This is and and if you look at Memphis particularly was a crazy ass place. <laughs> and a lot of the stuff you see today all started there. Tables matches, own fire, uh, you know, outside of the ring attacks, parking lot stuff, craziness. Yeah. Memphis can claim a lot of that. And for for the younger fans, I mean, you you should know your history. If you love wrestling, you should know your history. You know, we're lucky enough that we still have a Jerry Jarrett and a Jeff and a Jerry Lawler that can tell us these stories because it's right from their mouths. They did it, they saw it. You're right. your Jimmy Hart's. So thank God they're still alive and thank God they can still talk to us. And I'm looking forward to more. They can keep doing these forever, as far as I'm concerned. I enjoyed it. I, I had never heard a lot of these stories. So hearing it for the first time was like very intriguing. I was very like into it, watching it at work. Um, the story of how if the fans got out of lines, the cops would take them to the back and the wrestlers would beat their ass. And then they'd be like, all right, you can go to jail or you can go home. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I mean, take your beat, take your beating. And you're going to jail or you go home? Yeah. That was I mean, uh, what was the second episode? That one in the fact against um, Andy Kaufman. Okay. And if you don't know that story, I mean, that one is worth its weight in gold. They really cover it well. Um, they show uh, clips from the David Letterman show. Um, everything. They cover it well. Um, and like I said, it's the it's the men that were there at the right. time. Which is awesome. So you got right, you got it right from Jerry Lawler's mouth. He's only he what I find amazing is he and Andy Kaufman and Jerry Jarrett were the only ones that knew that it was a work. And Dutch Mantel is sitting next to Jerry Lawler going, I thought it was a work. I didn't know it was a work. I thought it was real. <laughs> so they even had you know, the wrestlers believing. And then the other story I thought was funny was um, Cowboy Bill Watts called Jerry Jarrett and told him how proud he was of Jerry kicking Andy Kaufman's ass. And Jerry Jarrett's sitting there going, am I going to tell him that this is all the work? No, I just said thank you and hung up the phone. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I mean, that's taking it to another level. I mean, that right. is like the greatest. That is the greatest. And I, I still read my old wrestling magazines, and I still watch the old shows because to me, that's when that's when it was real. Damn it, it's still real to me. Damn it, it's still real to me. <laughs> the next episode is going to be the AWA body slams in the Heartland. 
Oh, the AWA. Ugh. What a shit show. No, I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, I definitely want names, to see the Andy Kaufman. If you look at the names that had, that came through the AWA mm-hmm. and the fact that they couldn't keep them, number one, and number two, that they allowed them to get away and, and he had Hulk Hogan in his hands. And he lost Hulk Hogan because of merchandising. Because Vern Gagne wanted all the money. And he didn't want Hogan to go to Japan. And he didn't want him to sell his shirts. And Vince McMahon said, I'll give you all that and more. And that's why he left. And that that signifies the end of the AWA. At that point, it, they slowly went downhill till Damn. they were nothing. And it's all because of Vern Gagne. And you'll see that. I'm sure they'll, they might gloss over that. But it's true. It's all true. Anything you ever watched about the AWA, it's so true. They had Ric Flair. They had um, Steamboat. They had the Iron Sheik. They had Ken Patera. They had all of them. They had all the greats. They had Hogan, Bobby Heenan. And they let them all slip away because Vern couldn't, couldn't, couldn't roll with the times. So that one should be good. I'm curious to see what we're going to have to say. I, I I do like these a little more than the dark side, even though the dark side was good. Oh no, I like, I like dark, dark, dark side was better. good. There was a couple of episodes <laughs> there that lost me, but I'm interested. Yeah, they went they went deep in the woods with some of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like some of them were like like I was like, ooh, all right, Grizzly Smith, and that's an interesting one. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's a, that one got real dark. <laughs> Oof. <Eey. Yeah. laughs> Can you hear us there, Encyclopedia? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Your thoughts on Tales from the Territories? Wait, what? Your thoughts on Tales of the ter- from the Territories? I think it's been become my favorite show. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, they stopped last week with a conference of wrestling. To see the Jerry Jarrett eyeball. Just, uh, wow, what the fuck? And then yeah. the Kaufman Lawler episode was just—I thought it was very well done. I mean, I knew a lot of the story from you know history. Uh, the I know Rob before we went on the air mentioned the Jerry Lawler book. Uh, there was the Man on the Moon movie, but there were little details I was not aware of about what, uh, how he, like, had actually appeared in Memphis for I think it was a good three or four appearances before Jerry Lawler even got involved. And then. How long after the fact I kept going? I thought, I, I thought after the match, it was like several months before he returned again. Um, and I don't think, with the exception of that, like, Andy can match. didn't seem like they ever actually got in the ring one-on-one ever again. I mean, did Lawler actually get a win over Andy Kaufman at some point? I didn't look that way from the, from the episode. Not really. And, I mean, what, what they didn't really get into um, is... And he, I know Lawler mentions it in the book, is that Andy Kaufman stayed around so long, they had they ran out of things to do with him. They had to eventually tell him to leave. Because <laughs> at some point he became a fan favorite, and he was teaming with Jerry Lawler. And after a while, the fans just had enough. They just didn't want it anymore. And he they basically had to tell him to go away, because they just couldn't do him with it, anything with him anymore. Um, and they, you know, and look, they glossed over that. That's not really the the point. The point of is how it started and where it went. So I have no problem with that. It's just towards the end, 
you know, it was kind of like, uh, we're done, you know, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> got not, nothing left. You've been bad, good, you know, where else are we going to go with this? And, and, and right. Lawler in his book, I remember saying that Andy Kaufman was disappointed, but he understood. I mean, he, you know, you got a shelf life right. at some point and then you move on. It's like in the territories, right? Back in the day, you stayed for a while and you left, you moved on. So it's true, but I can't wait. I, I, they could do those forever. I'll watch every one of them. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely intrigued to see where they go. I see they got DDP, Medusa, a lot of other people coming back for some round tables. So I, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, do you guys, you guys got anything else for tonight? No, I mean, not. Go ahead, Encyclopedia. I think I, w I want to talk about Dynamite just for a moment. And Go ahead. my biggest, my, my big question is why is the All Atlantic Championship, which in my eyes is the equivalent of the European Championship back in the day, why is it being eventful? Why is it? Why is it, why is it, why is it, why is it the main event? Are you asking why it was in the main event? Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was to give Orange Cassidy a moment. That's what I was I don't know. Because yep. what else are you going to do? There's no other belts to give him? Yeah. And I don't know. Did anyone booking? else have issue with that? Yeah, nah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I thought it was a good match. It did bother me. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, it's a secondary title. It's something to give Orange Cassidy. The fans seem to be excited by it, so whatever. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see an issue with it. I just don't. It's like, ah, all right, it's AEW. I mean, I don't know why they just didn't make it a TV title. Yeah. Right. Well, that would have made more sense. Because the cool thing to do is to have the Ring of Honor TV champion tag team with the TNT champion. Yeah! TV titles together! Yay! Tag team! Really? You don't like Wardjo? I, I think the name's creative enough, but when they're two singles champions on the mid-card, and all of a sudden you can't come up with anything for them, so yeah, we're just going to have a tag team and beat the shit out of people. And that doesn't do it for me. Well, I, I think it's funny that they're bringing in these Ring of Honor guys. I'm like, I have no idea who these guys are. And yeah. why should Wardlow and Samoa Joe be afraid of them? Um, I don't know. They look like, you know, the poor man's gorillas of destiny. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, like some of the show, like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. And then some of it's like, like I thought Hangman Page had a really good, finally had a really good promo. And uh, I thought the Jericho uh, Daniels Danielson match was really good, mm -hmm. and I was not prepared for Daniel Garcia to turn on Danielson. So I mean, I thought that wasn't bad. I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, the wrestling is always good. It's the angles that suck on that show. Yeah, that I will agree with you. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, 
I, I want to go as far as to say, though, the hottest tag team in wrestling right now is the Acclaimed. Uh, uh, definitely. I, yeah. I could see them getting that same reaction if they were signed to WWE. Yeah. You know, we didn't even bring up uh, Renee joining uh, AEW. Anybody have any thoughts on that? I mean, that's not it wasn't a surprise to me that she was going to work for the same company her husband works for. Her husband works at, yeah. But uh, does anybody consider that like a blockbuster signing? I, I'll be honest, I don't. And I, I like Renee a lot. I really do. I, yeah, I, if anything, I'm surprised it took this long. I thought she would have been there a while ago. Well, maybe they were trying to get the baby to a certain age. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, maybe she know, you know, or maybe she wanted to get herself back into shape. Who knows? You know. Yeah, I mean, the timing is interesting. He signed a five-year deal in the what in the last week. They they officially announced that he he's up for right. another. He resigned for another five years, and now she's signed. I wonder if it was a case of they want. Let's see. Where we are after this first contract, uh, he was getting paid the same amount since I think it was May because they said that his contract was actually up months ago, and they just were going on the same pay scale until they got the, you know, they crossed the T's to dot the I's. Uh, so maybe it was a case of they were waiting to see where he was going to land. If he went back to WWE, then maybe she would have followed him there because supposedly WWE reached out to her too. Or it could have been. A God, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I'm going to say, or it could be the same situation I think that's going on with uh, Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Maybe he said, I'll sign with you guys, but you got to sign my wife, too. You got to sign my wife, yeah. yeah. We're a package deal. You get us both. Well, thank God Cody that. didn't do that, right? Ugh. She threatened to come back to the ring the other day. <laughs> don't don't you threaten me by, by saying you're going to come wrestle. <laughs> He's got to be close, though, right, Cody? He'll be back for the Rumble, I'll bet. Rumble? Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, I think he's going to be the surprise entrant and winner of the Rumble. I'm going to call that now. I can see that, too. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I've been calling that since he got injured, so yeah, I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to be a big surprise. I think they, it, it makes sense to bring him back at but, the Rumble and win the Rumble, and then, you know, whoever's the, if they've split the belts at that point or not, he wins the championship. But here's a question, though. When when he got injured, we could tell that Vincent strapped the rocket ship to him, you know? Yeah. Seemed like he was getting over. Mm -hmm. Vincent, one, Vince isn't in charge anymore. Two, you got Bray Wyatt back, and you got Sami Zayn, who's getting, like, nuclear reactions with from that crowd. Like, he, yeah. without a doubt, got the best ovation at Barclays Center on Raw the other night. And And, and I'd say the same for SmackDown. Do you pull the trigger on Sami Zayn? Do you take that chance? I, I personally, I, I feel he's getting. I think I know where Anthony's going with this. I think he thinks they. He's asking if you think you should put the belt on Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. And my answer is no. And as far as Cody, I mean, I don't know what you do with that situation. I mean, things have changed. It's when he comes back, is he still going to have that reaction? That same problem. I think I think he would. He kind of laid I it all out too. earlier, so I think I think he'll get that equity from the fans. Yeah, but uh, but Anthony brings up an interesting point. You've got new players on the on the field, you know, and where does it all fit? 
Right. So I don't know. I mean, it, 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 the one thing I'll say about Triple H is I think he's smart enough to go with momentum. And I don't think he'll he's, see. I don't think he's like a Vince. I don't think he gets bored easily. And I don't think, he, I think he listens to the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that situation where if Cody comes back and the fans are going crazy, I think Vince, I think uh, Vince, uh, Triple H is going to ride that horse. Yeah. He's, I don't think he'd be stupid enough to go, smart. yeah, I'm not pushing you, you know. Yeah. yeah I think he's smarter than that. Yeah, I agree. At least I hope so. I mean, he is pushing Logan Paul in, in a title match. So, um, you know, I that, do have my issue with that. But Well, I, I think we all do. I think we also realize, A, it might be a request for the Saudi prince or more likely. I mean, look, it's the same question. Why is Brock keep getting brought back? I mean, now we're going to get Brock versus Lashley. I think for whatever reason, they do their metrics research you know they do their analysis and for whatever reason those guys pop interest pop ratings i don't you know we're the hardcore fans we're there for the long haul it bothers us but for the casual fans maybe that's bringing them in and that's why they keep doing stuff like this i think triple h is at least smart enough business-wise to know what at least have an idea of what to do to keep the casual fans interested but also not push too much where it's going to piss off the hardcores like us I can hope. I, I don't know. I'm liking yeah. Cowboy Brock right now. <laughs> yeah, I do like Cowboy Brock. I'm oh, Cowboy. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy it. You know what I also enjoy? He's not going to be in the title picture again. He doesn't need to be. Yeah. He should be a special attraction. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Uh, I think we covered right. everything, right? I think so. Yeah. So with that being said, wrap it up. We want to say thank you guys for listening. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.